Today on IFS Talks, we are delighted to be meeting with two guests, Liz Martins and Emma Redfern. Liz Martins is an experienced therapist, an IFS co-lead trainer, a certified IFS therapist, and approved IFS clinical supervisor and consultant. She currently has a private practice in the UK. Emma Redfern is a certified IFS therapist and approved IFS clinical supervisor and consultant, as well as an experienced IFS program assistant. She is also currently working in private practice in the UK. Today, we'll be speaking to Liz and Emma about their work integrating IFS into supervision and consultation. Thank you both for being here with us today on IFS Talks. We're looking forward to the conversation. It's good to be here. Thank you. Welcome back, Liz Martins, and welcome, Emma Redfern. Together, you have been collaborating on this topic of IFS supervision and consultation. You have developed your ideas and created some frameworks and maps that became helpful in your supervision practice. As a result of this collaboration, you started running workshops, developed the model, and the book in this topic is coming in July, I guess. Many, many congratulations to both of you. You say this integration is a missing part of the IFS landscape that you are trying to address. I couldn't agree more. So much needed with so many people coming off trainings, willing to apply the model and clearly needing supervision. So, Liz and Emma, maybe we could start off focusing on the workshops you have been running. Can you tell us more about those workshops? How do you structure them? Who is attending? Firstly, just to say thanks. Thanks for inviting us. It's great to, to be here. So, um, Shall I start, Emma? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, well, this all started when we got into conversation, I should think, about three years ago. And then we developed this model, we developed our ideas, and we started um, with a, a couple of mini workshops in the UK just to kind of test out the model, really. And uh, and the feedback was, was positive. Mm -hmm. So then we have gone on from there. So... We've done a couple of workshops now, one um, for Life Architect in Poland and one um, just recently in Spain and another one coming up in Australia uh, in April. Mm -hmm. And they're about sort of really about integrating IFS with supervision. I mean, I found when I started with clients that it was quite easy to integrate IFS into my client work, mm -hmm. but it was sort of uh, trickier in a way with supervision. I could talk about IFS, but it took me a while to really start to integrate IFS into the process of it, I guess. So the workshops are about how we can do that, how we can bring IFS um, into the process as well as the content, how we can really integrate IFS. And the workshops have been a mix of people have been coming, people mostly who, who are familiar with IFS, people who are already supervising or offering consultation and people who are wanting to move towards that. And our plan is to go on and develop a longer training mm -hmm. later this year. 
Beautiful. Emma, would you like to add something? Um, I think part of my journey in this is that my sister needs a lot of holding. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was looking for with supervision mm -hmm. in IFS and maybe not finding. And so I was kind of trying to hold myself through reflection and having therapy, IFS therapy style supervision at times and trying to find my way and, and me developing this model and also commissioning the book mm -hmm. um, with the help of Ellen Ziskind has been about me holding myself as I do this work and then collaborating with Liz has been about collaboratively developing this model further and then we can hold other people as they learn to hold themselves as supervisors in the model. So I guess there's an aspect of that that feels important to me too. So it's not that we're saying that IFS supervision and consultation hasn't been happening for decades. It has. It's just that um, Liz and I have been paying particular attention to it in our practices and how it kind of might be here in the UK, which might be a little different to how it is um, in American culture or situations. And how is the format of the workshop? The workshop, is it supervision in action? It's, um, it's a mixture, really, in the same way that IFS trainings. So we do meditations. So, for example, a meditation about meeting our own supervisee parts, because often these are, are kind of more hidden in a way. Yeah. So there's meditations, there's some presentation, there's work in breakout rooms, there's uh, sort of working with like a, a sort of video role play, what might you do next, what's coming up for you kind of idea. So it's a, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of experiential and teaching um, and discussion uh, in, in different ways. And who is attending? Is it always for supervisors or practitioners as well? It's been a mix. It's been people interested in IFS and supervision. So some people, as I said, who, who are already supervising, some very experienced supervisors who may know less or more about IFS um, or people that are interested in uh, becoming supervisors and are moving towards that. And we ask that everybody has a foundation of level one IFS training at least so that we've all got that kind of commonality. Yeah, makes sense. What did you notice about supervision in general that you had maybe received or participated in before? And then coming into the IFS model, what did you notice needed to happen different and be established differently? I think for me, and in my own work as a supervisor, I think I was quite parts-led. I had this notion of being the expert, you know, the the, the wise one that, that knew. So, you know, supervisees would come and they'd tell me about their clients. And then I would have probably a few parts around, maybe caretaking parts or expert parts. or So that kind of shift for me, in terms of IFS, has been about, I guess, kind of trusting self-energy and supervision being more about unblending, accessing self-energy in the system. 
so that that approach has been kind of different. It was quite a shift for me. So, and, and I think it can be quite a shift for some supervisor parts because it's a bit like in as a therapist, less about being the one who knows more about supporting the, the, the wisdom and the knowing and the curiosity and compassion to, to come through. So, so it's similar, I think, in therapy and that shift that many of us have had to make in our therapeutic work supervision I don't know how Emma how would you see that something for me about the freedom IFS brings mm-hmm. either as a therapy modality or as a supervision kind of modality there's just more freedom and there's more specificity you can you know talk to the part direct or something about that for me and my supervision training was a seven-eyed model, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. which is why I've we've kind of one of the models aspects of the model is the to integrate it, yes, mm-hmm. eight facets, which kind of takes that seven eyes into an IFS sense of of, of systemic understanding. So there's something about that opening up of systems at all different levels that kind of was freeing about IFS on top of the seven-eyed model for me. Mm. Yeah. And and also for me, just to say that the sort of um as in IFS, that you know that all that all parts are welcome. And so the the focus not just being about the clients' parts and all those parts being welcome, but also the therapist parts and giving attention to those very much in supervision and also of course to our our own parts as supervisors and what they may be telling us yes. as well yes so that shift too yes i can see much more fun on that <laughs> so let's focus in your ifs supervision model you say it's inspired by the Fs and the Ps already present in the IFS model and developed out of a U-turn intended to be a map, a framework to guide the supervisory process. And you talk of six Fs and six Ps and eight facets. So tell us about the model. <laughs> okay. So shall I start with the F's and P's and maybe, Emma, you might want to talk about the eight facets, yeah. yeah. So yes, as you, as you say, Annabelle, it, it came from a U-turn. So in our conversations, we started looking and thinking about, well, w- what is it that it's like? What are we doing when we feel that we're really integrating IFS? And from that came, inspired by, I guess, the F's that we know well in in the ifs model so our our f's of ifs supervision or consultation and i can can say a little bit more about those in a moment um and we paired those with the p's of Mm -hmm. self-led therapist which those um, ones yeah which Mm -hmm. people already know so perspective patience presence um persistence playfulness uh, and we added one that was partnership. We needed oh, another yes. one because we mm-hmm. had six Fs and only five Ps. So we added partnership. And it makes sense. Yeah. So, 
And these are, I guess, the Essamora sort of doing kind of action sort of framework. Mm-hmm. And the, okay. the, the P's are more about the qualities that are present when there's self-energy in the system. Yeah. Yeah. So they together they provide a way for a supervisor to kind of check in with what's present, what might be needed, and some sense of the direction that, that we might go. So the the Fs. Yes. So the first of those is follow the model. And um, and of course, following the model is central to, to integrating IFS. So we see this as kind of um, about the process. So really aligning with the IFS goals and philosophy and process. So sort of slowing down, mm-hmm. spacious, welcoming parts, um, working very collaboratively and um, whole, working actively with sort of power and difference and dynamics and bias and so on. And very much attending to um, self-led boundaries in the system, offering hope mm-hmm. and following the model. So the partnership, which is the pair with this, is about partnering with the therapist, um, the supervisee or the person we're consulting with, the uh, the model, of course, and with the self-energy in the system. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. So the second F is framing systemically, and that brings us perspective. So that's about being aware of, I guess, all the systems um, that are there. So each of the three participants, therapist, client, supervisor, and their internal and external systems. Mm-hmm. And the kind of supervisory system, the relationships between mm-hmm. the three um, and the larger systems all around them. And also, I guess, holding awareness of mm-hmm. over time with legacy um, and different realms with unattached burdens and guides and so on. And the eight facets which Emma can talk about in a minute, is um, is a, a sort of a, a way of navigating all these different lenses and what you might focus on those. So important, yes. Yeah. To see the, the large picture, the big picture, yes. One of the the F's that I'm really intrigued by and grateful that you've included is the probably the next one you were going to mention is the favor stuckness. How did you um, identify that as being relevant? And could you say a little bit more about how you guide your therapist to favor stuckness when we so often want to avoid it or push through it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of in the supervision process. It's getting really curious about noticing, prioritizing where the flow of the model might be blocked, mm-hmm. might be blocked somehow, and getting curious with the person that we're supervising um, around that, including who who's saying that it's stuck. You know, what what part is there? And that you know, Dick Schwartz would say, wouldn't he, that if 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 there's stuckness, then somebody's parts. Are in the way, but we don't always know who's. So we'd be really focusing on 
if it's not flowing. And of course, often it's the work that isn't flowing that is brought to supervision, that there is something that the therapist is feeling isn't going as well as it might. So we would be wanting to get interested with them about maybe the protectors that were around or whether there's maybe exile beliefs or energy kind of showing up and getting curious with them about that and what might be a way forward, which might be unblending from parts or it might be it might be a, a technical thing around IFS that needs a little bit of support with, or it might be that we can bring in something creative as a different way of, of approaching. Can I ask a question that might be a little bit of an example? Um, I'm curious. A lot of a lot of clients will often have um, a, a kind of stuckness as a general theme, like either being stuck in a relationship or being um, stuck in a pattern of behavior where there's addiction and managers and a polarity. Um, is that the type of stuckness that you favor, or is it? favoring um, places in the therapist's own system where the therapist feels that their parts are frustrated or stuck? Well, I guess this is partly why we've got these models so that we can have choices Mm. and we can ask the supervisee what it would be best for them to focus on. Do they feel the stuckness is in their parts or are they missing a bit of theory? Do they feel the stuckness is in not understanding something so collaboratively we can maybe work out where we might start to explore that stuckness and if that works great if not we can move to a slightly different place to explore the stuckness and again I guess it depends on the relationship how long have we been working together Um, what are they comfortable bringing some people get stuck in a particular area with a particular client or so I guess there's quite a hard question to answer maybe yeah and and sometimes the stuckness is what's kind of in the field and sometimes it's kind of exile stuckness that it might be that might be kind of showing up somehow and everybody's getting stuck you know the therapist is feeling it and their parts are kind of getting caught up in it as well so yeah and also stuckness is kind of where it's at often I work with a lot of Um, people learning IFS or they're quite new to using it and stuckness is going to be there so over and over (laughs) well well, let's play with it let's welcome it let's um, not be ashamed that it's there kind of thing I guess yeah I really appreciate the emphasis on it because I think it's one of the things that really contributes to burnout absolutely yeah 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 definitely And also one of the other Fs is about firing up creativity. Mm -hmm. If we give something lots of space and airtime, it can be remarkable how how releasing that can be and unblending that can be in all of these different ways. Yeah. Um, So it can be very resourcing from that sense, supervision, I find. And our our P that goes with the favour stuckness, that F, is actually patience. So sometimes it's just kind of slowing down, tuning in, leaning into it and trusting, you know, it's going to take as long as it takes and let's just be with it and kind of normalize it, validate it, kind of be with it and see what what comes out of that. Mm. Yeah. Also, patience needs playfulness, right? Mm. Not just patience. Lots of it needs playfulness. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the fifth faster fluency, what is this about and persistence? So that's the um, the kind of the teaching one, I guess. So we're fostering fluency and in the IFS protocol, in the model. So we're trying to support um, the people that we supervise to, to um, be fluent in this. I kind of use a sort of skiing metaphor for this. You know, we want, we want people to be, you know, flowing down the the slope kind of in their bodies and instinctive and sort of feeling feeling the freedom of it um so feeling the fluency of the model so that's one of the s where we and we may be doing that in different in different ways through um i guess walking the talk you know mod- modeling it giving experience of it in the sessions bringing awareness maybe teaching a little bit of theory maybe practicing skills you know sort of dif- different ways that we we might um, support the fostering the fluency in the supervision or consultation sessions yeah interesting yeah and then you have the these um, eight facets of ifs supervision you have this diagram of the whole yeah. model that shows a larger system integrating eight different layers or facets can i just say just because of the other F, the, a really important F just before we move is the freeing up self-energy, oh. which of course is at the heart because <laughs> that's all about parts and um, focusing on working with parts, therapist parts, often sometimes supervisor parts to access more self-energy in the system. Yes. And the P that goes with that one is presence. So important. So that we have more presence in 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 the supervisory system mm-hmm. so important yeah. so coming back to this diagram of the eight facets can you help us with this diagram Emma? there is a dotted line i noticed linking supervisor and the client what does it mean Yes, I think that's facet four, the supervisory system. An aspect of that is that the therapist is presenting a client and I am somehow relating to that client. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're not in the room in an actual sense, but in energetically, emotionally, psychologically, I am still making some connection to them or I'm creating a vision of them in my head that may or may not be accurate. So that's why the dotted line, because relationally there's a connection between me and the client or the clients. Mm, mm. But actually it's not the same as me related to the person in front of me, say the therapist. Yeah, so interesting. I, in my experience as a supervisor, I can see how very often my compassionate view to the client, meaning my relation with the client's story and journey, hugely impacts therapist-client relationship. Yeah. And... That's maybe this dotted line that you are calling attention to, and I find it so so interesting. And one of the one of the questions we might be asking is, how do I feel towards that client? We ask ourselves that. Amazing. Yeah. So coming back to the eight facets. Shall I just whiz through them a little? Um, So, like Liz was saying, fostering self-energy, freeing up self-energy. So facet number one is self. Yeah. So this whole diagram is contained in 
a, a circle of self. A larger one. The larger self that encircles life, the world, however people kind of imagine that transcendent larger self. Um, and then within the three participants of supervision, which are depicted by triangles, mm-hmm. um, Alassie, Sykes, mm-hmm. um, her triangle of IFS, they have a, a smaller yellow circle inside to depict the self we each free up in ourselves by unblending, having parts unblend. So self is number one. And then the client system, mm-hmm. facet two, mm-hmm. therapist system, facet three, supervisor system, facet four, with this connection to the client. Then facet five is the model, IFS itself, which is in the center of the diagram. Okay. Uh, facet six is then the relational, um, the relationship between the client and the therapist. Mm-hmm. Facet seven is the relationship between the therapist and supervisor. Mm-hmm. And then eight is the broader context, like the, the global triangle of managers, firefighters and exiles that exists. So that's a very quick overview. Beautiful. So interesting. And these are kind of lenses to look through. Yes. Yeah. And kind of a way to reflect, am I always working in one of these facets with a particular supervisee or do we move around a lot of them? Um, Are there areas we never go to, like we can't work with the therapist parts or um, it's a way to reflect on practice. It might be used as a decision tree by some people. So I guess there's it can be used in different ways, hopefully. Yeah, so inspiring. Beautiful. Well done. Thank you. Thank us both. I'm realising it's probably quite, for people that are listening, it's probably quite a lot to um, yes. to take in. So, And it's hard not seeing the visuals and so on. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a sense of, a kind of a map. Of course. It can just be a, a guide, kind of where are we, where might we go with this, um, what's happening here. So... I'm imagining that as you started collaborating and developing the map and and these models and the visuals, um, there there became many things that were inspiring about supervision for both of you. Uh, Have you discovered anything that feels important to share? Well, I think Annabelle mentioned something earlier for me, the playfulness. Supervision for me, sometimes has a fair bit of playfulness, which I really enjoy. And also my system likes variety and kind of these models and being a supervisor enables that sometimes as well. Yeah, and it's it's great coming alongside people, alongside the IFS model as they struggle with it, celebrate successes, move ahead, all of these things. Yeah. It's great and challenging. Challenging as well. Yeah. For me, it's been it's been always so much learning out of supervision and fun. It's challenging, mm. lots of fun and and learnings. For me, it's something around self energy mm. and that slowing down, letting go, opening your heart. 
and the kind of interconnection of, you know, Dick talks about self-energy as being contagious, doesn't he, and the vibrational sort of energy of, of that. And something um, somebody um, on a recent workshop that we did talked in the feedback around really learning around the, um, they used the phrase of downstream. So something around how in the supervision session and self-energy there, hopefully, and slowing down and only heart and, and, and all of that, and how that then kind of goes downstream to the therapist and clients yes, work yes. together. And then I guess the client out into their life and, and so on. So something about supervision just just really being so connected and um you know that the kind of the larger goals of IFS, I guess really seeing supervision having the place in that of of more self-energy into the world. So rewarding, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Everyone uplifting, like you raise the water, you raise the boat. Yes. Mm. Yes. Everyone, everyone's more buoyant. Yes. And I guess a slightly different way of saying that for me is something about having somewhere to take the fear. Because IFS is about protective fear, which blocks self-energy. And it's like, it's a space you can take those fears and help them feel less fearful and part of it. So I guess that's a slightly different way of mm. saying. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob, Robin Short, who's a big writer of supervision in, in the UK, talks about helping to about helping to uncover the fear in the system. And I guess that is what it's about. But also, as in IFS, we know that it's about love as well, isn't yeah. it? And self-energy. And so bringing that to, into the system to, um, to be there with the fear. Well said. So what would you like to share about the coming trainings in this supervision model? Yeah, well, we're just, as I said, at the very early stages of planning a longer training with practice and um, and deepening into it even more, you know, from a kind of humble place, I think, you know, not, not expert here, but just let's, you know, share our ideas and really welcoming other people's ideas, other supervisors and learn together about this. Um, so a longer kind of training yeah that's that's our hope that's our plan we've just sort of just at the very beginning of that hopefully this year maybe into next year and and the workshops continuing for as long as people are interested in in coming to them i guess and then emma has her her book coming out so yeah i think it's really exciting and i think it's really needed this work around supervision and consultation because there are so many people I don't know about where you are but certainly in the UK there are people coming off trainings who are really wanting support and guidance in developing their practice and uh, so we we really need more supervisors we do who are you know bringing IFS to that and integrating IFS to that yeah absolutely I'm curious about um, whether your workshop 
applies to individual supervision or group supervision or both? Is there a framework for for working with groups? Because I know here a lot of a lot of uh, supervisors will meet with a group of yeah of, um, therapists or postgraduate school therapists. It does. The model works the same. I believe quite strongly that it that even even if we're supervising or offering consultation to people whose model is not IFS, that we can still work with IFS. We can still integrate and work from that place ourselves. The supervisor's modality can still be IFS. So it it is it, for groups and it's for people supervising um, non IFS informed practitioners as well, or therapists. Emma, you have been editing and publishing a brand new book, right? Could you let us know about its contents, its purpose, invited authors and topics, the publisher or anything else you'd like to share? Sure. This is with Routledge, um, hopefully coming out in the summer. And for a few years now, I've been working with over a dozen top IFS consultants and supervisors, including Liz, mm -hmm. and they have contributed chapters on their specialist field, say, to include in this book for the IFS community. And it's very exciting, and I'm getting a bit impatient that it's not yet here. But it's on its way. Um, Dick's got an interview. Um, I interviewed Dick for, for chapter one. Uh, Dan Reed and Ray, Ray Wooten talk about their model of IFS informed consultation. Pamela Krauss does one specifically for working uh, with therapists who work with children and families and adolescents. Mm, amazing. Mm -hmm. Anne does one for IFIO therapy. Tamla Floyd and Black Therapist Rock, her story of, of how she um, is instrumental in, in supporting and consulting to that community. Uh, Jean Catanzaro has done one about eating disorder clients. Wow. Nancy Wonder. Mm. It, it's just rich and full and... A table full of food, of good food, for thought. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for your hard work in compiling and and editing and conceiving of this great idea. Well, thank So Thank you so much, Liz and Emma, for willing to have this conversation on IFS supervision and consultation. We really, really enjoyed it. Such a lovely time together. And we hope we can keep meeting and sharing this model, our work and our lives. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Is there an easy way for our listeners to find access to your workshops? If anyone is interested and intrigued. They can email either one of us is probably a good a good way. They're happening in different in different places.
Well, if, if somebody could include my website details, then people can email off the website, I think would be good. Yes, we can put both in the show. Right. Thank you.